0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Footnotes, my PhD in the making. This is the podcast where I honestly reflect on my PhD journey, taking you along with me. I'm Carlotta, nice that you're here, now let's get started. Today I will talk about reflections on the choice of context, following up on the episode about the impossibilities of the PhD timeline. Choosing the right contexts is so important and it's something that I have grappled with for quite some time now. I think it already started during my master thesis where I had the opportunity to be in contact with local NGO in Bangladesh and a partner organization in Germany. Through these contacts I was really encouraged to do research in that school in Bangladesh because the school and the school management had concrete questions that they were hopeful that I could help them to answer. After I had engaged more with questions of colonization, decolonization, and my role as a white female Western academic going to the Global South, I really struggled to justify what my role in the context of Bangladesh was. I have no understanding of their cultural, historical, political, and economical situation. And I am and was clearly the odd one sticking out. (laughs) However... Back then, so this was two years ago, I had a lot of conversations with different people from the faculty who gave me their opinions for and against me going there. I really appreciated this open exchange, especially from people from the Global South who were really questioning what my role is in going there. I think the alternative question is, what happens if I don't go? And if I didn't go, it's not like someone else would have done this research, or like the school would have been able to make these changes. There just simply weren't the resources. Of course, I understand that this is a structural issue and that to change this, the solution is not to just send Western researchers into southern contexts, but I do believe in that case, in the end, it was a benefit for the school. The feedback I got was not at all a feeling of exploitation or um yeah, me coming to extract extract knowledge. It was much more of a co-creation of trying to figure out how to empower those teachers to find what is working for them, what's not working, what conditions need to change for them to stay at that specific school. This time, with my intention of doing a multiple case study, the choice of context is even more important. Not only do I have to consider which cases are relevant as such and provide good opportunities to learn about the complexity of the phenomenon and of the context, but I also have to see what cases are relevant to the whole research. So to the different cases all in one, like the umbrella research, and which cases provide diversity across contexts, if that's what I'm interested in. Often factors of accessibility are the main factors of people choosing where to go in multiple case study research. While I've done so many readings now about multiple case studies, the justification of why certain contexts are chosen has often not satisfied me and it didn't matter if the researchers came from that context or didn't or if they did research in the global north or global south so often because us academics we are human at the end we're making a human decision based on where we have contacts networks where financial cost is bearable and also where you can bear being for a few months away from everything you know letting behind your partner your family your hobbies, your engagements, your favorite coffee shop, all of these comfortable spaces that we created in our lives. I think that's quite a sacrifice, actually. And often having to justify so much where you go and why perhaps negates a little bit that fact that, yeah, it's one year of uh, my life that I'm planning to spend in these different contexts. So somehow the intuition and the tummy feeling also has to be right. Talking about alternative knowledges... I really think it is justifiable to include these, this tummy feeling in making the decision. But of course, it shouldn't be the main factor. So sometimes when we talk about reflexivity and the positionality, it can get in the way of what really matters. Because what really matters is the research, the question, the participants, what we're trying to figure out. Again, this time around, for my PhD, two in Context, I'm wondering, what is my role in going to the Global South? into communities that are so different to my own. I'm also wondering what is my role in silencing whatever happens in these communities and in consciously being passive and choosing not to go there. What does it mean if I don't go? And what are the implications of choosing to stay out of context, out of fear of doing harm or perpetuating colonial structures? Of course, I don't want to do any harm to the communities I'm researching with. I'm not that naive to think that I can change the world or save the communities that I'm planning to go. On the contrary. But if I think that my research didn't matter at all, I wouldn't do it. I'm really aware that I'm not saving the world by going to disadvantaged contexts. But I do want to use my privilege of being at Cambridge, having a network, time and resources to create a platform or a space to include these communities in our conversations if i say these communities the communities i'm thinking about and and i am in contact with right now are really disadvantaged or remote communities it's indigenous communities idps migrants orphans and it's again the question of how do we stop the epistemic genocide and the ignorance around doing research with those groups without unintentionally perpetuating structures I think the answer that I found myself from a lot of conversations I've had about this lately is that the only true motivation we can have to go to those contexts is to generally understand and to learn what's happening. I had a really interesting conversation with one of my colleagues, and we came up with three questions that are helpful to ask when thinking about which context makes sense to go to. The first question seems very simple, but is actually very difficult to answer. What would my research ideally find out? So if I zoom out and think of the macro level, what do I want to find out in my research? And the second question follows this. Who needs to tell what to whom for this outcome to come true? So basically this means who and how do I need to write to to achieve the why or this overarching goal of my research? Am I aiming to influence policy? Do I want to raise awareness? Do I want to empower teachers or support principals with decision, influence communities or people that are trying to set up a Montessori school? There are so many questions around this. And I know that these context questions will still be with me for quite some time. For now, I will try to keep the macro question in mind. What would my research ideally find out? This leaves me with the reflection, going back to the silencing, of where I do less harm, by consciously choosing to stay passive and not engaging with these communities that are often not given a platform to be heard, or by taking the leap, trying to generally understand the people I do research with, learning from them, and believing that I manage to portray the findings in a way that generally empowers them. Rather than continuing this genocide of multiple knowledges and pushing for one way of Western knowledge, I find it very difficult. And if any of you have any thoughts on this, I would love to hear from you. Write me on cme48 at cam.ac.uk and let me know how you were thinking about this. I'm looking forward to reflect with you all soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Footnotes My PhD in the Making. I'm Kalotta. Take care and stay tuned for more raw reflections in next week's episode.